keep moving forward, make one decision after the next. And, you know, a lot of conversion optimization is just how quickly can you make data back decisions? Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. My name is Chase Clymer, coming to you today from Columbus, Ohio. And on the other end of the line, we have John McDonald from The Good. John, where are you calling from? Uh, Portland, Oregon. But by way of Columbus, actually. I grew up uh, just outside of Columbus. Absolutely. Um, I have not been to Portland in forever. Uh, When's the last time you came to Columbus? Wow. Great question. Probably 10 years. It will not look the same at all. I guarantee it. Yeah, same same with Portland, but I think they're both two rapidly growing cities that are uh, riding that that wave right now, which is great. Absolutely. So let's take it back then. You know, I, I'm guessing ten years ago, uh, what were you doing ten years ago before you started the agency? Well, when I graduated college, I went to work with digital marketing firms, and I graduated in 2003. So it was kind of you know coming right out of the the dot com boom, if you will. And right about then was when every marketing or ad agency decided they had to get into building websites. And what they all did was they, it was these New York, Madison Avenue executives who knew nothing about the internet and knew everything about branding. But what they would all do is go hire some kid straight out of college with a computer science degree to run their internet team. And so that's what happened to me. I got uh, recruited to straight out of college to go run a uh, digital marketing side of a ad agency, um, actually in Cleveland, and uh, you know, kind of got thrown into the fire. I remember being in a meeting with the CMO of Coke when I had been there like six months. So six months out of college and trying to to bullshit my way out of uh, how to build a website for Coke and you know in, in a couple of days, if you will. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, but what I realized really quickly was that over the, the number of years from there, that development was becoming somewhat of a commodity. Just pure development. right? And I had a computer science degree. I uh, loved development. But it was becoming harder and harder to just do web development. And uh, you know, started my own agency. And what I decided was that, you know, we were going to do more of an optimization angle, and that wasn't really a thing at the time. Conversion rate optimization wasn't even an industry. There was uh, no tool sets for it, really. Uh, no A/B testing it was, you know, just something that you did, kind of let made a change, let it run for a week and see what happened versus another change. And there's nothing, no way to really measure that other than some analytics. And really what came out of that was that uh, you know, we put a really strict focus on, at the good on conversion rate optimization as that became more of an industry. And uh, we pivoted away from building websites to really just optimizing them, making sure that we could help remove all of those bad online experiences until only the good ones remain. And that's the name of the agency, which I loved when I read that on the, on the site. Thank you. 
So that you you gave me uh, an amazing experience. So I was like, oh, that's that's witty. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely great to be mission backed, right? And I w- was in the industry of ad agencies and marketing firms for so long of just building websites that really didn't serve the consumer's needs, right? If you think about it, a consumer is only at your e-commerce website for two reasons. One is something led them to believe that your website, your product or service can help solve the pain or the need that they have to solve. Right? So they need a baseball bat for their kid in Little League to this weekend. And they're doing research because they need it quickly. Uh, And so they did some research and your website came up. So they ended up there. And then the second reason they're there is to convert. They want to buy that product, assuming it can solve their pain or need as quickly and easily as possible. Now, again, we've been optimizing websites for over 10 years and we've never found another reason that somebody is on your site. And so it really is uh, the focus of helping the consumer understand that if they're in the right place very quickly and then helping them accomplish those tasks as quickly as possible. That's an easy way to think about it. So let me ask you a question. So most of our listeners, you know they have an e-commerce store so now you you've got 10 years experience what are some of the things that you can't believe you're still seeing wrong with these websites what are the ones that you you know notice too often well i think even a higher level than that is it all starts with data and these i am shocked by the number of websites that i encounter on a daily basis that are not making data back decisions they're not tracking every click and movement that people are taking on their site now I'm saying you should do this in an aggregate fashion, right? I'm not suggesting you go out and you create an issue with GDPR where you're tracking everybody individually. Uh, GDPR is a, a legal regulation in the European Union all about how you should not be tracking people individually. And generally, what I'm finding is most brands are not really looking at their analytics at a reg- on a regular basis. And they're certainly not looking at where people are dropping off on the site, where they're uh, having problems. Uh, you know, they're not understanding what's in the analytics. You know, everybody has Google Analytics installed, but let's be honest, Google Analytics is really free from Google because it's meant to help you sell more ads. It's not meant to help you optimize your site in the way that, that it should be utilized, as far as I'm concerned. How we do that is you just go in and you and you set up some additional conversion tracking. You really dive beyond the initial dashboard that's there. There's a great chart in Google Analytics that will help you. It kind of looks like a octopus a little bit in the sense that you start on the left with the entry page. You can click on, on a line that will show you a path that individuals take through your site and where they drop off, what page they drop off. And you can highlight that entire path. It is really, really helpful to understand where people are dropping off because that's probably where they're having problems. Um, you know, the other thing is people aren't looking at just things like heat maps, click maps, or scroll maps, right? How are people engaging with the site? Super simple. It's easy to do. Go to hotjar, H O T J A R.com. It is $9 a month, I believe. Super helpful. You get some great data on how people are engaging with your website. What content are they seeing? What are they not seeing? Where are they clicking and where are they not clicking? 
I often like to say that uh, click maps show us things like rage clicking. This is where people will click on something a hundred times thinking that it should be clickable and they're getting mad that it's not. We often see this for things like social proof or logos that you might have up on your site. And they're saying, Oh, I want more information about that. Uh, and they try to click on it and it doesn't take them anywhere. They get upset. So you can see these pieces of information and how people are engaging with your website very easily, very cheaply. And it blows my mind that more companies aren't looking at this on a regular basis. It's funny. Uh, you talk about Hotjar. I, I love that one too. And I actually think there is a freemium model out there just to get your toes wet. Uh, you can see uh, X number of recordings uh, a month for free. So you know, even if you don't have the budget for $9, which I hope you do, but you know, there's still a way to get it on there and at least start to learn about you know, what customers are doing on your website and what you could be doing to make their journey better. Right. Just start somewhere. Absolutely. Right. That's all you got to do is just start somewhere looking at the data and then having empathy for the consumer. And then you also mentioned Google Analytics, you know, is built to sell more ads that couldn't be truer. And also just people that create an account and just throw, uh, throw that snippet in and do nothing else. Uh, if you have an e-commerce store and you haven't flipped a simple switch to turn on enhanced e-commerce, you're leaving just so much information on the table. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the first thing we check in our checklist for new clients. And I am shocked at the percentage that don't have that enabled. Yeah, it's wild. That and then now that the Facebook pixel I would say almost uh has almost the same amount, if not more data, depending on what kind of argument you're trying to have. Uh people aren't setting it up, especially on e-com, you gotta make sure that you're sending all the information back about your products to Facebook. A lot of people don't have that set up the right way either. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we don't do anything with driving traffic here at the good. We only focus on once somebody is at the site, helping them to convert as quickly and easily. But where they came from is is actually really important to that, right? Because they came with an intent. They came with a purpose. They saw your ad on Facebook or they read someone else's post that was recommending you. And that led them to your site with some type of bias and intent. And if you can understand that and serve up the right content based on where they came from, you will automatically double your conversion rate. Oh, I love uh, matched messaging. You know, you know they're coming in from a partner's website. It should be your partner's face up there giving a testimonial about that product that you know is going to just drive that home. They're like, well, now I believe it. Right. And there's some easy ways to do that now. There's uh, Google has a great tool called Google Optimize. Now, a lot of people use Google Optimize for A-B testing. But you can do what they call personalizations in there. And it ties in with Google Analytics extremely well. So it knows where people came from. And you can decide to show different pieces of information in the same content block based on where people came from. And it's free to use. Google actually really wants you to use it. They encourage you to do that because that makes their search results more relevant. That is so nerdy. And I'm definitely going to play around with that. that. So you taught me something today. I did not know that existed. Yeah, it's a great tool. And it's getting up there to have feature parity with stuff like uh, VWO, uh, Visual Website Optimizer, which is a, a well-known conversion optimization tool for doing A, B, or split testing. Uh, in fact, we've been moving most of our customers over to Google Optimize because the, the feature parity is there and it's free. Absolutely. Some of the other ones are definitely more... Uh price for an enterprise organization. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But this is all part of the democratization of optimization, right? It's really becoming 
very inexpensive and much easier to do. You just have to put in a little bit of effort to set it up or to actually even pay attention to the data. And a lot of these tool sets, what I always recommend to, to our clients who are smaller, just starting out, is have the data pushed to you. You know, even in Google Analytics, you can set it up to email you a report as often as once a day. So you can get that into your, your inbox and you don't have to go get it. It just shows up. And what I recommend people do is just for you know, the first month is every day just open that and look for what's different than the day before. Right? You start to recognize trends. And those trends are going to really help you understand how people are engaging with your site, which is really going to help you want... You're going to be more inquisitive about why people are acting this way on your website. And that's going to cause you to try to view it through their lens, which is, again, going back to that point on empathy. Really, all of this around conversion optimization, if I could summarize it in one word, is just empathy. It's just having empathy for the consumer. And once you've done that, you'll have a much better understanding and perspective of what it's like to use your website. I say this all the time, but it's uh, really hard to read the label from inside the jar. Right? We are so close to our websites as e-commerce site owners that we probably had a hand in doing the navigation, setting up the categories, deciding what content to put up there. Right? All of that is stuff that we decided. So we know it. So when we go to our websites, we know how to navigate the site. But a new to file customer who has never been to the site before has no idea. And you really need to understand what their experience is like. You couldn't be more true there. It, it's funny, especially just us, I guess, you know, being on the consultant side of things, how often I go to websites and I'm just like, well, who thought about this data architecture? You know, that's a nerdy way of saying like how to get to what you want to get to. Mm-hmm. It's like, who thought of this? This is wild. You know, it's you got to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, I almost like to say that <laughs> you got to think sometimes that your, your customer's drunk. You just don't want to confuse them. You just want to get them there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a great website. I can't remember the URL right now, but there's a gentleman that you can pay and he'll do a variation of user testing where he will get drunk and go to your website and record himself using it and talking out loud about what he's thinking. And it's uh, your users are drunk or something like that. And it's actually hilarious because you try to get it down to the lowest common denominator. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of this. I mean, he started as a joke, but some large corporations have paid him to do this. And it actually is pretty entertaining to to watch as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the userisdrunk.com. I don't know if he's still doing it though. Uh, Yes. Uh, God, I would love to have just have him do it for our website. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. He has one that's uh, where his mom will use your website as well. Yeah. And do the same thing. And uh, it's it's equally hilarious. that she's not very tech savvy. Yeah. And the video recordings of this are, are quite entertaining. Yeah. Well, we can just just take it from there. Just go take your mom, your website on like your tablet or your phone and ask ask her to purchase a certain product and then shut up and figure and then watch what they do. You're going to be so surprised at how difficult navigating your website is for the first time if you haven't done these tests before. You know, that is actually a great. We tell people all the time who want to do user testing, uh, but don't have the budget to do it. What we tell them is just take your laptop, go to a local mall, 
and just walk around and tell people, I will give you a $10 Starbucks gift card, whatever it is, right? Just some type of incentive for five minutes of your time. All I want you to do is use this website while I watch you and maybe ask you a question or two at the end. Absolutely. And it works extremely well. And you, we have found in user testing, and this has been backed by some of the world's largest uh, you know, user research uh, companies and consultancies. You only need 5 test subjects to have relevant data. Anything over 5, you're likely going to start hearing the same stuff over and over. So it only need 5 people to interact with. Now, you're going to get told a lot no, right? When you do this at a public place like a mall. But you only need 5. And I bet you can convince 5. If you started an e-com site, you're a go-getter entrepreneur. I bet you can convince 5 people to... to look at your website in exchange for a gift card of some sort within a couple of hours pretty easily. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms. So setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialists. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. And I want to just also say, don't ask your friends because they'll be nice or they've been on your website before. Exactly. <laughs> you want you want some honest information from some honest people. You want you want the truth. You don't want it sugarcoated because if it's if it's weird to navigate and you have your best friend saying, "Oh, everything's great." You know, you don't want that because that's not going to increase your conversions at the end of the day. Yeah, that's exactly why I suggest the random sampling. Now, if you are a little bit bigger, meaning, you know, maybe you're doing a million a year or more, you should definitely look into doing some user testing. Now, Official user testing is where you would have a company like The Good. We do this for our customers, but there's several of us out there who can help there. You send people to the site who match your ideal customer profile. And you're asking them to complete tasks on the site while you record their screen and their audio. And they're going to train, they should already be trained about how to speak out loud about what they're thinking as they go through the site. Now, what's awesome about this is you can collect hours upon hours of people utilizing your website and you will start to notice trends. You will start to notice that out of the 5 people that you ran that test with, 4 got stuck in the same point and they were sitting there for 30 seconds saying, I don't know what to do next or I'm trying to do X and I can't figure out how to do Y. And it's, it's really mind-opening. It gives you so much empathy. We worked for a uh, help optimize a site for a large um, printer manufacturer, and what we found was uh, we sat down and we said, you know, there's. Uh, we showed them the audit that we did on the, on their site, and we said, there's a lot of these problems. We think you need to change these couple of things on your product detail page. And the VP in the room said, you know, uh, this is how we've always done it. I really don't think we can change that. Uh, we're not going to do it. And I said, you know, it's costing you about half a million dollars a year because you're not changing this. And I really think you need to. And they said, no, it, it is what it is. Let's just leave it. And I said, okay, can we get on the calendar next week? I want to show you something. And they're like, okay, fine. Came back in a week. We had done user testing. 
And we had put together a highlight reel of clips of people having the exact issue that we had recommended. And what I did was we put down in the corner a little ticker that every time someone abandoned the cart and got frustrated and left, we whatever they had in their cart, we added onto the value. And so it was just a running tally of how much money people were leaving on the site and that because they weren't converting because they were frustrated with this one point. And we played that video for the VP and it got halfway through. And the VP said, you need to stop. Yep. Go ahead and just change it. I totally get it now. And that's all it takes is that empathy of seeing what people are doing on the site and how they're struggling, even though you know better because you're so close to the site. Makes a huge difference. I actually really, really enjoy that story. And I'm probably going to steal it and use it in other places. But I promise to say that I heard it from you. I swear I will. No worries. (laughs) But no. So that's the thing is some people are like, it's always been done this way or that's how the site's designed. That's all well and good. But (laughs) I'm not in this business to make a good designed site. I'm in this business to help people make more money. And I want to make you more money. And if you're ever... you know, If you're really pig-headed about the way your site looks or the flow needs to be a certain way, why just like make it be easy uh, the, a lot of people are leaving money on the table having just weird mm-hmm. hoops that you got to jump through to get just to get the task done i just want to buy this product right yeah and there's so many companies that put brand over everything and for us you know uh, brand is such a big word it means so many different things to different people but they what i mean by that is they'll they'll put you know the uh, how the cool factor i'll say right above anything else and that even means making it easy for people to purchase. But my response to that always is, you know, look, brand is important. It makes your brand who you are. It's how you've been successful to this day. Not looking to change that. But what I am looking to do is make sure that your website leaves a positive brand experience for that person. And right now, it's a negative experience because they can't even buy. Mm-hmm. And you know they're running into these problems because you're doing something like putting an email pop-up in their way. Right, uh, I'm on a crusade to get rid of email pop-ups, and the reason is is that you know they interrupt the consumer flow. Now, think about it this way: if you wouldn't do something in your retail store, don't do it on your website. So, think about it this way: I walk into a retail store, the sales associate. As soon as I walk in, I take two steps into the store. They jump out in front of me with a clipboard and say, "Give me your email address." And they make it really hard for me to get that them out of my way. It's just like pop-ups, right? I'm going to have a negative reaction to that. How many pop-ups have you seen where you start scrolling, you know, you just start scrolling down the homepage and it immediately pops up and they hide the close button or make it really difficult to find, or they they <laughs> maybe they even uh, negative shame you. Where they say something like, no, I don't like discounts or you know, no, I don't want 30% off or whatever it is. And that just makes you feel horrible. Like that, that's just a bad brand experience all around. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, it's no different. The only, only difference is you can't see the reaction of the person on the other side of the computer. And so that's okay all of a sudden. When in reality, it's not because that person is having a bad brand experience. All right. I want to ask you a follow up question then. What is your thought on exit intent pop-ups as people are leaving the store? Well, I think that's a little different. They're already signaling that they're they're going to desert, right? So they're taking action to do that. Um, and I think it's all about the message at that point. But I, I don't have a crusade against 
exit intent. Uh, it's really only where you're interrupting the flow of what somebody is trying to do on your website. Now, if you can catch their attention as they're trying to leave with that exit intent pop up, great. I, I highly recommend that. Maybe you can save them and say, Oh, I see you're leaving. You know, why don't you give us another chance of some sort? Um, now, where I don't recommend you do is a, is a discount. I never recommend trying to save an order by providing a heavy discount. First of all, discounting is not conversion optimization. Discounting is really just margin drain, right? Because you're just taking top level revenue off the table. But I understand sometimes you need to do it. The problem is if you trade a discount for something like an email sign up, what's going to happen is you are training a new to file customer to always be a discount customer. They're always going to expect that they can come back and get that discounted price. And they're just going to be disappointed when they go to do a second order and they're not getting that discount. So what's going to happen? Well, they're going to reload your site and they're going to put in a fake email or they're going to put in... Use the Google hack where you put the plus sign and then Google Gmail ignores everything after the plus sign and and the first part of the email. So you could do like John plus you know spam at the good.com, right? And it would still come to me. Um, and so you're going to see customers doing that, which really only has two effects. It, it litters out your email list and it decreases your deliverability rate over time because you're going to get so many bounce backs that servers like Gmail and, and other email providers are, are not going to uh, treat your emails with the same respect that they're due. I can agree there. Uh, you know, and it, it definitely is a it's a case by case with some businesses on how they want to deal with the margins on their products. Yeah, I I've played around with it though with with some of our clients. Um, the discount thing is like just an easier way to win an email subscriber, and it kind of goes it goes towards the goal of the company at that point. Mm-hmm. While it could increase or decrease depending on what you want to do with that pop up. At the end of the day, it is kind of up to the com- company. Like, if they think their lifetime value is worth more than that margin, then you know, okay, that works for them. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely it's individual. It, it depends on the business. I, I completely agree with that. I think you know, really, it's it's something to be discussed, right? And it's all in how you offer it, and the the language around that, and what the offer is. Uh, that's a great opportunity to offer something like free shipping. Hmm. Right, it doesn't have to be a huge percent off discount, or it could be some type of bundle where, hey, if you complete a purchase, we'll throw in something else and get people to try additional products, right? That they may not have tried otherwise. Um, so now they're becoming a fan of two products potentially, and that's a great way of of marketing your your new products or lesser known products. Um, so there's a lot of other things you can do there besides just a plain discount that. In the end, our benefit to the consumer as well, uh, and, and might be even more enticing. Absolutely. Uh, switching gears a little bit here. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we're going to be a few weeks out from you know our favorite holiday as e-commerce consultants: Black Friday and Cyber Monday. What are some tips and tricks you have for people as they kind of lead into that season? Well, if you're a few weeks out. Uh, you're likely a little behind the ball in terms of being able to optimize for holiday, but that's okay. Here's what I would recommend. Set up all that data tracking I mentioned. right? Get that in place so that you will have the highest amount of traffic you're going to have in the year right around that time frame. right? So the holiday shopping is going to bring all this traffic just naturally to your site, which is going to give you a lot more data more quickly 
in which case you'll be able to see and learn a lot very quickly. So by the time January rolls around, you'll be ready to roll with updates to your site because you'll have some great uh, empathy for the consumer, uh, experience of how people are using your site. You'll know what content they're engaging with, what they're not engaging with. And you know, depending on your traffic levels, if you have enough traffic, you could even, during the middle of holiday, make a few content tweaks based on what you start seeing that first week. And um, you know, have have a, a improved experience. Um, but in terms of, of doing full testing and full optimization, it really is something that takes several months to do properly. And I like to tell people that come here to work at the good, work with the good. Is you know, really, you should be thinking about this as a six month process because conversion optimization is really like a. It's like a retirement account, a 401k. You're looking to put a little bit in each month that's going to grow and compound over time. Right? So by the time you get to that six month mark, you've seen your conversion rate grow and compound month over month, a handful of months in a row, where now you've got enough learned and enough optimizations made that you're going to really start seeing the payoff of that. Most people are looking online at these. You know, top 10 conversion optimization things you need to do to your site articles. And they really just don't see the results from those and, and they get burned out by it. And the reality is, is that I, I personally just feel like those articles give CRO a, a bad name um, because they're set up unrealistic uh, things. You know, we just had an article passed around our, our Slack here at the office that was said, you know, uh, that, that somebody changed one button color and it resulted in 500,000. Additional revenue year over year. And I was like, that, uh, show me the data on that. Just, that's just dangerous to tell people to change a button color and you get that much more revenue. It's that, that's really, uh, really kind of crazy um, without any data backing it up. Yeah, i I've seen the I've seen the exact article you're talking about, and I was actually going to bring it up. It's so funny that you 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 had just mentioned it. So my question about that article was, or maybe it's a statement. I guess is those articles are going out. And people are making those changes to their website. And it's not even a split test at that point. They're just making the change, which is terrible. You know what I mean? To put one word behind it. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. You don't know how your audience is going to react because that data was one test out of probably 20 tests. And that was the winner for them. And their audience is 100% different than your audience. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. You really need to optimize for your specific site's visitors. And too many people look at best practices and try to deploy those without really understanding where that started, what the benefit is. And I, the second thing I see around that is so many brands who come to us and say, Hey, you know, our competitor is doing X, Y, and Z. We really need to do that too. And I look at them and I say, Well, okay, maybe, but let, let's dive in a little bit. A, we can test it. Right. I mean, let's let's run a split test on that. B. How do you know that you weren't opted into a split test at that brand? So they don't even know if it's working for them. They're just testing it out. And C. How do you know that it's actually working for that brand? And usually the response to that is, "Well, they're twice our size, or they've grown really quickly." But you don't know if it's that one thing that made that difference for them. And so, I often tell people, "Quit chasing your tail. Stop." looking at competitors. Just take it off the table. I don't recommend doing competitive research. I never have. Uh, you should really focus on your specific site's visitors. That's the goldmine right there. That's where you're going to... you know, If you just focus on your own website 
and making it the best site you can be and take the energy that you would have spent by looking at all of your competitors and instead uh, you know, optimize just on your site, you will see much better results. And I'm not saying don't be aware of what your competitors are doing out there. Um, but I am saying you shouldn't just look at a competitor's site and say, Oh, they're doing these three or four things. We need to do those as well. I kind of agree sometimes now, but I guess we're on different sides of it, right? I'm not, I'm not fighting you on this by any means, but from a CRO perspective, the things you want to do are, you know, definitely data driven or stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but on my side, uh, as kind of like on the growth side, maybe is where we fall these days. Oftentimes I have clients ask, they're like, Hey, like, you know, we've tried everything that you've recommended so far. We're, we're super happy about the results. Like what else could we try? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then it, it, it does come down to it's more of a test at that point. We're not really just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's like, all right, well, we noticed some of your comp- your competitors have this feature or are trying this particular avenue. You know, let's give that a try too. But it's still data driven at the end of the day, I guess. It's, you know, we're gonna you were at X when we started, you're at Y now because of this this new thing we're testing. So I guess I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, and I agree with where you're coming from on that as well. Um, you know, part of this is you, you're going to need to be testing new things, right? And there's a, let's be honest, there's a limited set of things that you can test in the end, right? I mean, that, that may be a thousand things, but it's still, there's a number on it at some point. Mm-hmm. And so your competitors are going to be doing the same things. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that you don't, Look at those to understand what they're doing, but I don't. I think it's really dangerous to just wholeheartedly go in and say, "Okay, competitors are doing these three or four things. We have to do those too, and just deploy them without testing it on your own audience." Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's nowhere near what I want to do, and it also goes back to uh, just there's no right way to do this. You know what I mean? There's no golden rule book to follow when it comes to an e-commerce store. That's going to take you from zero to hero. It's mm. all about just testing stuff and keep moving forward. For sure. Couldn't agree with that more. It's just keep exactly keep moving forward, make one decision after the next. And, you know, a lot of conversion optimization is just how quickly can you make data back decisions? Absolutely. Is there anything uh, that we didn't cover today that you want to share with the audience? Wow, we covered a lot pretty quickly here, didn't we? <laughs> it was uh, we were we were jumping all around. Pretty impressed with that. Yeah, um, you know, I think all in all, it's just if I could leave everybody with one one tip, it is just make sure you're starting to collect that data now, especially for holiday, and then make sure that you're paying attention to that data on a regular basis, ideally every day. Uh, if you can't do every day, you know once a week at the very minimum Um, and you know making sure that you're understanding how people are engaging with your website and where they're having problems and you know that's going to go a long way to removing all of those bad online experiences awesome thank you so much for coming on the show today hey thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it we can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.